Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of The Selfie Show. I am a nurse, blogger, and podcaster. And I am Sam. I'm a nurse, powerlifter, podcaster, and co-host of The Selfie Show. And today we are off the clock with Dr. Daddy. Dr. Daddy Dean. <laughs> Mr. Dean. He's the founder of Kind of Fit, Kind of Fat, and this one is, of my favorite humans. I am so thrilled that you brought him here in studio. I'm honestly shocked that this interview went as professional as it did because <laughs> well, you can't put him and I in a room together without it just getting super ratchet. He, I was about to say ratchet. That's literally the best way to put it. There's no other word. It was just so much fun. You guys are in for a very, very fun episode. This episode, honestly, though, as much as it's fun and jokes and laughs, it touches on some really good, serious, like heavy topics too. So it's like the perfect... That's why I just we love, got deep. love him. Yes. We got deep with him. It was really good. Okay, Sam, what is your unpopular opinion of the week? I feel like these are a lot of unpopular opinions coming in your way and I love it. I just am full of opinions. We love it. Okay, I do not co-sign or agree or don't invite me and I don't want to go to any sort of co-ed, bachelorette, bachelor party (laughs) shit. Count me out. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Okay. Normally, prior to the one that I went on, I would absolutely agree with you. I used to be that like stan on like, this is a girl's thing and no boys allowed. Like I'm the a, whole thing. Even okay with boys coming as long as they like other boys. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a thing too. We love that for us. However, okay. Keep the straights out of my bachelorette party. I went on one of the best bachelor bachelorette parties I've ever been to. Jacob and I both went. And I think it's because here's the reason. Because one, we were both friends with the bride and groom. Everybody who was on the trip knew each other to some degree. And so the dynamics were really fun. We went to Havasu. And doing Havasu, first of all, if you're... Okay, anyone who's a Havasu fan, you know it's just a little bit easier when you have someone that can run a boat who knows how to do it. And I think that was one partly location of where we went. It was one of the best bachelor bachelor parties I've ever been on. Was there any single people in the group at all? Yes. Actually, there were a couple of her girlfriends were single, and it was, and so the girls got to go off and do their own thing. During I would have, I would have dipped so quick oh, at a bar. I would have well, been like, "Catch me outside, how about that?" <laughs> we went and we like hooked up boats, and so they were able to go and like do some things with some single guys. It was honestly the best dynamic, but I think it's because the group. It also really depends on the couple who's getting married. Like, are they fun? Are they not? Where are you going? I think that's a lot. It has but, a like, lot to do with that. You're about to get married and spend the rest of your lives together. Why do you need to do this together I don't too? Agree with that, but honestly, do you, it was, did they? already live together? Yes. So if they're already having like other parties, birthdays, they're already literally doing everything together. Why do you need to do this? And then your wedding's obviously together. (laughs) You're both going to be there, I hope. Till death we do we You're both showing up to that event. So why do you need... Okay, I just felt like, okay, this is what it was. I think for all of us who went, because here's the thing, we're all in our mid-30s at this point. We've all done the single thing, go to Vegas. I don't know. I'll do it again. (laughs) But here's the thing. I feel like it was a really fun trip for everybody together. I don't know. It was just the dynamic was really fun. Everybody was getting wasted. There was no drama. I think that's a big issue too, is like, you want to make sure like there's like no drama, drama, drama. We had two houseboats. One was for girls and one was for boys. But honestly, we ended up doing a lot together in Havasu anyway. It was just a great dynamic. And so I'm here for it. If you're going to do one, like do it up. But it does depend a lot on like who's going. 
there was still penis stuff. We still did separate things. We still did do go for we did separate dinners. I would but be then, complaining. <laughs> I I would not be in favor. I don't the don't dudes invite were super me to this. Fun. Jacob and I. The other thing too was like it was a really fun trip for the two of us together. Like we had a really good time together. So I just think I'm here for it. If you want to do it, go if for I it. Ever get married? I don't want anything to do with my fiance there <laughs> and I don't want any of his people there. Noted, noted. And I want... Okay, what's your ideal strippers? What's your ideal bachelorette situation? Like, where are we going? What are we doing? I would like to go somewhere where I can just act a fool. Mm. I am Are you a, a Vegas? No, like, I, I don't feel like you're a Vegas. Dude, I had a fake ID. I used to go to Vegas when I was 19 I know, every like, weekend. Yeah, no, like, I'm don't cool. Do that. I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. Oh, that would be fun. Because, listen, like, Nashville, no, is, I'm not a yeah. cowboy boots kind of gal. Not no, Austin, not my thing. Wine country, not your thing. Fucking boring, yeah. bore fest. <laughs> no offense if you did your bachelorette party there, but like, I'm trying to get lit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't even care if I, this doesn't happen until I'm like 50. I'm trying to get lit. <laughs> you are. So I would like to go- Extra plus, penises. They have a lot of good food in like New Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I paid for these titties. Let me flash a titty. Absolutely. Let me flash Girl, a get titty. it. Yeah. More, more beads, the better. I feel like I'd like to go to New Orleans. I would like strippers. Okay. Not no, no. exclusively male. I want all the oh, strippers. That's yeah. the best. Okay. Also, fun fact. I've been to a strip club. Jacob's never been to a strip club. What? Yes. Where, when are we we're going? I'm I saying, know. We should. I'm literally buying him a lap dance. Absolutely. And here's the I thing. I like strip clubs. I love strip clubs. The, and I got the and best I, I, I can't. Like, guy strip clubs, I will laugh in your face. Male strippers are not sexy. They are hilarious. <laughs> Like, I think it's funny every time I see a male stripper. I can't take it seriously. Mm -hmm. I just start laughing. Right, right. But I appreciate a female stripper. Like, one, your core strength, phenomenal. Two, I appreciate a nice set of titties. Absolutely. Like, I had the best lap dance I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And she was totally into it. And she's like, you know, because normally you can't touch. Oh, you can touch. But you can definitely touch. If you're a girl <laughs> and you're into it, it was so much fun. We had a great time. And then she was like comparing her titties to my titties. We had a great time, you know. Fun fact, Tori and I technically have the same size titties. We do. But we don't. Yeah. We have the same size CC implants, <laughs> but not We're the same bra implant size. implant sisters. We're implant sisters, but not the same bra size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just shows it. that all bodies are different. We love that for us. Love that. Yes. Okay, well, uh, noted. We know what we're doing for your bachelorette one day. Also, and I, food, because the food there is like bomb. Yeah, and I do, I am a stand for like a girl moment. I get it. But if you are doing it, you know, a couple's one, I highly recommend it. It's so much fun. Especially no. when you're, okay, when you're done being, you know, young and ratchet. You do everything together already. It. Like, it's like a girl's trip. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun though. How are you going to talk shit when they're all there? We did talk shit. We got yeah. down. It was so much fun. We had a blast. Count, don't invite me to those. <laughs> if you're having one of those, don't invite me. I don't want to go. All right. All right. Okay. So without further ado, we are getting into it with Dr. Dean. So Dean is a... Well, I want to say like fitness daddy. He's mm. a thick, sturdy boy. Yes, um, but yes. he has his doctorate in physical therapy. And he's also the founder and CEO of Kind of Fit, Kind of Fat Apparel. We really get into everything, the behind, the why for Kind of Fit, Kind of Fat, his own history with struggling with self-image and eating disorders and his own personal fitness journey that really led to the creation behind this company. Yeah, and it's really interesting because he gets into this as a community-driven brand, which is really, really amazing. I loved his take on that. So we're going to get into that as well. And different perspectives in terms of confidence and positivity and the image of being fit. 
And we really enjoy highlighting people on The Selfie Show who got their start working in healthcare, but became entrepreneurs. Yeah. He has a really fun story. So without further ado, you guys, let's get into it with Dr. Dean. Yep. The next thing. It cannot exist in your vocabulary. It It really can't because you have to like... I think a part of it too is like you're putting yourself in that position too. Like when you're believing it so much and like that positive affirmation thing, you end up putting yourself in situations because you already believe that you're, you know. I literally also have said, if people don't think you're crazy, you're not, your goals aren't big enough. People think I'm insane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Same. I mean, look where you came from. I know. You know, you're like doing something right when people are like, wow, they really think they could like achieve that. You're like, yep. I am doing it right. Oh my God. You can't undercut yourself. Are we recording? We're recording. Oh my God. Hi. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to like, I'm not I turned even, it on because I was like, this is too good not to get. I'm not even going to, yeah, that was off the clock yeah, talk. And yeah. then I kind of looked over and I was like, oh, the record button's lit. It's going. It's Very going. sneaky. Well, also Dean just has a really sexy podcast yeah. voice. Hello. I know. Say say something like, give me a good zaddy line. Can you open this mayonnaise for oh. me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Please help it. This, this jar is all, it's all, the lid is so tight. tight. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like this, I think you found your new calling. I think I did. I think, I think we need like OnlyFans podcast version. That's what Just my OnlyFans is. Honestly, up. I feel like there's people out there that would call you <laughs> just to have you tell them things. Yes. 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 And I feel like that could be way more profitable than this whole kind of fit kind of I thing. Honestly, like I'm looking at side hustles. Like, yeah. On <laughs> a side hustle for yeah. your side hustle. Side hustle for my side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. That's the same. Okay. Yes. Oh, you. Wait, can we talk about you? Because where this all started. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm obsessed with Dean because yeah. I've been a kind of fit, kind of fat fangirl since I started powerlifting. So funny. Well, I remember the first time I was at a gym and I saw someone wearing a shirt I was like, I need that shirt. That is literally, I am kind of fit, kind of fat. I right. embody that yeah. message to the fullest. And I went out and I immediately, I think it was like actually right before Black Friday, mm-hmm. you guys were doing a sale. So I bought like everything. Yeah. I bought like a bunch of hats and shirts and I was like, ooh. And then I started like rocking them. And then I don't know how I even ended up, actually Chad. Was it Chad? Yeah. It was, well, because of the nursing thing. Mm-hmm. So I think I followed him before I knew anything about Kind of Fit, Kind of Fat. And yeah. I think he followed me because of the whole nurse yeah. blogger-y world. Yeah. And then I realized like, oh, he's like always wearing the Kind of Fit, Kind of Fat stuff that I yeah. love. And then I don't know how I ended up finding your profile. And then I was like obsessed. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I was like, this, your profile. this human is, yeah, chaotic <laughs> and unhinged That's like so myself. Perfect. Like absolutely unhinged. On brand. Yeah. The thirst traps. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that posts that many thirst traps on their Instagram is immediately my new best friend. So I was like, okay, I need to infiltrate this company and become friends with all of them. Yeah. And then I did. I literally hoard myself out to you guys. Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't even remember like how we met, actually. You're just I know, kind of in my right? head, like you're just in my life. <laughs> I'm just there. <laughs> you're there. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> I'm just always She's there. like the sister you can never get rid of, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we get together and every time I come down to the warehouse, everyone's trying to work. And then we immediately just start acting like <laughs> I know. Every time I, I'm like, I like, watch you chaos. with your pictures, thirst trapping <laughs> in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Last time I was there, I broke your guys' mirror. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's yeah, bad luck, girl. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> the selfie was too good. It yeah, was. Oh my God, the yeah. The mirror could not handle the it. The mirror couldn't like, handle no. all that ass. <laughs> too much crack. 
Okay, but yeah, let's give everyone the rundown. Like, who are you? What are you? What's your life? What what are you even? (laughs) Well, my name is Dean. I'm the CEO and founder of Kind of Fit, Kind of Fat Apparel. I'm also a doctor of physical therapy. That's crazy. With an active license. I love that. (laughs) Will you ever let it expire? No, hell no. Yeah, don't be right. Yeah. It's too easy not to let it expire. What is it? Some CEUs and a couple hundred bucks? CEUs, like every two years, like 200, 300 bucks, depending. Right. Plus the name Doctor. Yeah, you got to keep that yeah. title. You got to keep that title. Yeah. Keep it there. For sure. The name Doctor. That's like immediately a Doctor Dean. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It's kind of hot. It's kind of hot. I forget. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget. I want to go back to childhood. Oh, like, yeah. Let's go back to baby oh, Doctor Dean. Trauma. I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back. When did the theatrics start? All the way back. Yes. Back then. I guess, I mean, I was born and raised in California. In like SGV areas, like 66. My parents are actually immigrants from the Philippines. So I was their first kid that was born in America. And so we were part of this really like religious institution called Seventh-day Adventism. I don't know if you guys heard of it or whatever. That's what Loma Linda is, right? Loma Linda, yeah. Okay. So it was like a very like, you know, Christian upbringing, hardcore in a way. And then we ended up uh, going through like the private schooling of there. So they sent me to like the Christian private school and the whole Christian college and all that kind of stuff. And then... Uh, now so you got your ass also, out on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> same, thing is, same. Yeah, they actually used me as like their alumni highlight. I saw that. I saw Loma Linda. Shout out to Loma Linda for utilizing my thought. <laughs> it's really on brand. Bad bitch. Nice I can be a fake. fantasy. Yeah. Hey, daddy. <laughs> Go stop playing. It's really great school though. I don't have to actually about it. It's great school. <laughs> it is good school. It's good hospital. School, yeah. Though. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's why I grew up out there. Okay. I was also homeschooled for a couple of years. So it was weird. <laughs> why physical therapy and not nursing? Okay. I feel oh, yeah. like or any other I type mean, of nursing in yeah. your right. blood. I was like, so everyone obviously in my family is a nurse for the most part. See? And not to stereotype. Uh, yeah, but, but it's, to stereotype. It's, it's a true. It's, it is what it is. And I was like, I don't want to follow that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, different. I'm different. I need to right? be a little different. And then I remember my dad, like my parents were like, you have to go in the medical field. It's the only stable thing you should do. And I was like, okay, I could be pre-med like my other classmates were. And then I was like, oh, I want a family and all that kind of stuff. I won't have time as a medical student. I'll do a different one that has more flexibility. And then I went to pharmacy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then after that, I was just like, oh, this looks more fun. Physical therapy. Why not? And my parents were like, okay, that's medical. Let's do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I ended up going into physical therapy for that. So were you always drawn to, I mean, in terms of like working out and fitness, was that always Funny a piece thing of your is, life? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like the most nerdy, like awkward. If you talk to anyone like elementary, they, I had social problems. I couldn't talk to people. Yeah. I was like the most introverted person you can meet. Like I would just sit there and like cross my legs and smile. Oh. And I wouldn't say anything because the only reason I did that because it was a picture that says, this is how you should behave. I literally copied the picture. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> picture that because I swear before I met you, one of the first videos I saw of you was you drunk at your guys' Christmas party. And I hadn't like officially met you yet. Yeah, this is repression coming to life. Yeah, but I saw the videos that all of our mutual followers Mm -hmm. were posting and I was like, one, that looks like the most fun Christmas party I've ever seen in my my life. And I was like, he is 
lit. I was like, the CEO of this company is like giving this speech just like fully smashed. And I was like, okay, I'm obsessed with this company so much. If the CEO is not doing that, I don't want to be a part of it. Literally. It's fully blessed. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you. I feel like you have such good energy. You really like, oh, do. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. You just... I'm not aware of it. You're very like, I don't know, there's something about you that's so welcoming and calming and like you're just... Really you calming? are very nice energy. <laughs> no, I immediately just want to have fun when I'm around yes. you too. Oh, that's I'm cool. just like, yes, thank like you. let the good times roll. Guys, if I could blush, I would be blushing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop. Okay, so going, more. going through your schooling, I want to go into this a little bit more because I am curious, like, what was it like for you? Because obviously yeah. you're going through yeah. school, yes. you're doing all these things. Mm-hmm. What sort of roadblocks did you hit? What was it like? Yeah. Like in PT school or just yeah, like... Yeah, just in general. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think school actually wasn't too bad for me. Like when it came to the roadblocks, it was more just, I was bored, I think I could say. Like just because like everything was just played out for you and I felt like I could do more or do something different as well. So other than that, it wasn't too... I would say there's a lot of roadblocks in school. Yeah. Other than maybe just, you know, tests and boards. Were you ever in school just like, I don't think this is really what I want to do with my life, but I'm already in it. So yes. it is what it is. I think that was a big part of it. I feel like I was just going through the motions at that point because I never really got to, had the opportunity to really think of what do I want to do? Right. You know, it was always like, hey, this is what you should do. This is what you're supposed to do. And I kind of just was on autopilot and I felt like it. So... I think there was always that feeling like, well, I don't don't know, I'm just going. So I'm actually really curious about this because, okay, so obviously a culture and how you're raised plays a big part of this. But I feel like, do you feel like if you had to turn back time, would you do anything differently? Really though? I would say no. Because one, I live with no regrets. That's one of my biggest like mottos. Like I don't like looking back too much. But also everything that I had to experience, whether that culture from all the way to, you know, to repressions and everything, even just going through PT school, like that built me who I am today, you know, and I don't think I would be anywhere else. So yeah, like it's a building block on, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like a lot of us in healthcare go through that where yeah. we start out and we go through these motions and then we really either dislike where we're at yeah. or we just realize that it's just something we're missing something. Yeah. But I still don't regret anything I've done yeah. either. Like, I feel like it's just all a big piece of like your story. Exactly. Yeah. Me being a PT and even like practicing for like six years after, like I learned so much that I actually incorporate into my life today. Also, I don't get injured. <laughs> Huge. Like that's like value, like priceless, you know? Right. When I train, I'm like, oh, oh, my glenohumeral joint's going to, oh, mm. <laughs> You know, like I know exactly what to do. You know? Actually, every time I hurt myself and I'm like posting something on Instagram, like my back, my foot, my leg, <laughs> Mina always DMs yeah. me and she's yeah. like, all right, do this stretch mm-hmm. and sends me pictures. I'm like, oh girl, I love she's you. like my personal physical therapist. Yeah, yeah. I have never gotten hurt. <laughs> yeah, I Like I may hurt. not have been scaling super strong, but I am still sustainable. Right. That's what matters though. Yeah. Like at 60, you're not going to be like, well, I was really strong at 20, but now yeah. I'm like wheelchair bound yeah. and right. have double right. knee replacements. Exactly. And rods in my back. Yeah. It's like, yeah. all right. Yeah, so you're going to yeah. be like a 60-year-old, like silver fox zaddy. Oh, yeah, for sure. With good knees. <laughs> Do you have those Megan knees? knees? No, Megan knees? What is that? Megan the stallion knees? She has they knees. Call- knees like Wait, Megan. What does that mean? Have you seen? I have not. We don't know. We don't know, Sam. Explain. Explain oh, us. Well, no, because I'll hurt myself. Us. Every time I... <laughs> Every time I drop it like it's hot, my knee gets swollen like double the size. We'll have to assess your form later. It's it's not good. 
But yeah, knees like Megan, because she can like drop it low and like mm. stay down there and twerk it. Yeah. It's called like knees like Megan. Oh, I see. I have knees like someone born in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> so do you always feel like you were creative though? Like growing oh, up? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only until recently that I accepted that I was a creative person. Because for some reason I was like, oh, no, you're not creative. Like leave okay. that to creatives. But I was drawing all the time. Like I have a full album of my drawings and things like that. Music. I was a wedding singer. I would... Sing at church, play the piano. I if was you don't sing, it doesn't surprise me. Sing for me. <laughs> your voice is so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it doesn't surprise me. I'm like, your voice is. I have so like an old YouTube video out there. <laughs> Very old. Immediately searching. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of this? Um, I don't know. It's probably uh, Victor Dean music or something. Oh, probably. God. But it was like when I was in like freshman in college. Okay, so this so was like back in the day. It was day. like eleven or eight. No, it was before that. This was, was in This was while you were in school. This is undergrad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is before grad school. Not okay. me searching it right now. <laughs> I am curious too, in terms Wait, of. Wait, brown eyed blues? Brown eyed blues. <gasps> that was the one. 17K views. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, you're so little. I'm small. Look at like my baby face and my good hair. I'm like balding now. Okay, you don't have to play in there. Really <laughs> totally not. Hold on. File your taxes oh. free. Oh. You got so many views and ads <laughs> coming up. Ad? Yeah. I'm not monetizing. Why are what you not hell? getting paid? <laughs> Why am I not getting paid? <laughs> I'm not getting paid I need to log back in there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, where did it go? Probably a whole dollar. Claim. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 17,000 views. Oh, wait, here we go. Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. This was like before any production stuff, so I was using Apple Music. <laughs> Why don't you like, do this more? I, just, I don't know. Well, because he's running know. a freaking multi-million dollar business. <laughs> drop, so. drop the SoundCloud. Drop the SoundCloud. Okay, you could be on TikTok. Okay. I am on TikTok being a hoe. But, yeah. But could you imagine if you were being a hoe while singing? <laughs> Thirst trap singing. Thirst Here's trap my singing. thing about being a hoe is like, I have no talent. Other, you like, don't have talent. No, I'm like the Kim Kardashian of powerlifting. I'm not good at anything. I just have a fat ass. <laughs> Like, this is actual talent. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, but... Wow. You've been holding out on me. Yeah. I've been, I, like, holding a lot. Yeah, I want... Do you I, have a go-to song? Can you sing something? Oh, my God, I don't. Like, like whenever you do karaoke, I have no idea. Um, He's like, whenever I do karaoke, I have no idea. <coughs> <laughs> they were nice when <laughs> really Yeah, I just bust out can Celine. Can you put um, Adele on, please? <laughs> <laughs> Celine, a little He's like, yeah, stop. Celine. I, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stop looking at me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so from school, I'm curious, before you dabble or you start, you know, going into this amazing entrepreneur life, yeah. were you practicing or how long were you from graduation to like creating this business? What was the journey like? I think it was, I was like four years into practice at that point. And then in 17, I remember coming up with this concept. And I put it on my Instagram bio and left it there for fun. And I had a coworker. We were working. We were actually working as ergon, ergonomic, ergonomous uh, words. Um, we, we <laughs> fun were, words. We were doing that for like the Oreo factory and stuff. So we were like... Um, Did you get free Oreos? Oh my God, yeah. Oh. We got to taste like the Oreos before they came out. <gasps> oh. But we had to sign an NDA. <laughs> so it was like really sad. Because I was like, oh, this is coming up and I can't tell anybody. <laughs> You're like double stuff me. <laughs> double uh, triple. <laughs> you love this. It was delicious. But then like, so we talk and like, we just shoot the shit and I'm like, yo, I want to start this brand. And what do you think? And she's like, you talk about it every week, dude. Yeah. Like, are you going to fucking do it or not? I'm like, 
bitch, fine, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it then, <laughs> Don't challenge bitch. me. One of the, like, everyone knows, like, you challenge me to something. I was like, bet. You know, I'll do it. Yeah. And then so I did it. And I went home that day. I filed my, like, LLC, everything, like, licensure. And I'm like, okay, I made it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So it was kind of fit, kind of that always the tagline, always the name. Yeah, that was always the name. How did you even come up with that? Like, yeah, where yeah. did that come from? Well, I mean, it came from body dysmorphia. Trauma, trauma. Trauma and body dysmorphia. Um, Business built by body dysmorphia. It really was. I resonate with that. Yeah, I mean, like, if we're going to get a little real there, I think like early on, I did have a lot of eating disorders. I would actually eat. 400 or less calories a day. I was using um that, what's that app? The fitness app. Oh, pal? my fitness my pal. My fitness pal, yeah. Okay. And I would count grapes, like, and even tomatoes. I was like, oh, it's five calories too much, you know? And then I'd run like, and I would do that thing where you over-exercise. So I was running 13, 15 miles a day. Can't imagine me running that now. I can't even walk that. <laughs> <laughs> my back. But yeah, I mean, that was like, okay, I mean, it goes alone to who I am. So it's a gay culture. So I am a gay man. And so- that came with, there's a lot of, especially back in that day in the dating scene where if you don't look a certain way, mm-hmm. you're trash, right. you know? And so I already didn't fit some of that stereotype. And then also just like the, the body, it's like, you have to look perfect right. to even be acknowledged. And so in that head, it just came spiraling more like, oh my God, look at my abs. You can see my abs, but you could all see my bones. <laughs> right, right, right. You know? I think that's what the culture was then. You know, I oh, mean, yeah. Sam and I have talked about this a lot in terms of like, I remember going even to college, it was like every girl was stick skinny, big mm-hmm. boobs. Yeah. It was like the bleach blonde hair, low rise jeans. Yep. That was the generation. And yeah. it was just, we grew up with the mentality of... Everything was so physical, 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 yeah. and you had to look a certain way mm-hmm. and act a certain way and yep. be a certain way. And I, I was skinnier in high school than I am physically sitting here right now. And in yeah. high school, I was like the funny fat friend. That's right. so And nice. I was like, oh, everyone liked me because I was funny, but yeah. I was like fat. Yeah. And right now I'm like posting thirst traps, like yeah. total, just everyone's like, oh yeah, like yeah. thick. And I'm like, where was that? Yeah. That was not a thing. Yeah. Back yeah you look then. at the media and social media too. It's like, it, that's what it really enforced. And that's, I think, a lot before like social media really showed that there are other people in the world, you uh-huh. know? So that for me too was a, th- a trigger because on Instagram, that's kind of when it started, when the fitness industry started to kind of pick up. It's like uh-huh. the golden era of fitness, I guess you could say. And it was just, they were really obviously promoting the specific one type of body in the same way. So it was just the same story over and over again. And if you don't fit that mantra or that value, then you're ugly or you're fat or you're lazy or you're whatever. Well, I used to even be afraid to go to the gym. Oh my God, yeah. As a fat person, Uh because I was like, well, I don't belong here or everyone's going to stare at me or look at me or judge me. And so it's like, you almost feel like, oh, I need to lose weight before I can even go to the gym. Yeah. Like, honestly, like me, actually, I only went to the gym more regularly after I got my doctorate, you know, and it's sad that I had to get that education to get the confidence. Like, oh, I shouldn't know what I'm doing. I'm a physical therapist, but it was scary. You know, like you go there, people judge you and it was just a huge judge fest (laughs) or it felt like it. Right, right. Even though it wasn't true sometimes. Right. Yeah. So when you first put out like the kind of fit, kind of fat on your bio, what was yeah. the response to that? A couple of people saw it and thought it was funny. They're like, hey, that's a funny bio thing. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, I'm, I think I'm going to start a brand about it or something. Like, okay, that'd be cool. You know? So, I mean, I didn't have a huge following. You know, I had like 500 people. Yeah. And then it was like, I oh, think that started. Was, yeah, but no, I yeah. thought that was a ton. Oh my God. I, also, yeah. we were just talking about that. Yeah. Like, I just feel like it's so interesting. Like, that's how we all started. 
was yeah. at 500, you know, we all started at point one. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so how yeah. fun is that to see where you guys have grown yeah. now? In my head, I can't even, I don't even know. <laughs> we were, <laughs> when we were talking about this off the clock too, it's yeah. funny because Jacob's gym, he goes yeah. to a CrossFit gym yeah. and so many of the people who like go there well know yeah. the kind of fit, kind of fat brand. And they were yeah, so excited yeah. to have you on. We're just, I mean, it's just so, it is crazy to Shout see how to much. Them. Thank you yeah, guys. yeah. <laughs> Which gym is that? It's CrossFit Cross- South Bay. Yeah. CrossFit South we Bay. Love South, go we CrossFit South Bay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I love that you guys have kind of infiltrated the CrossFit world yeah, yeah. now too. Because mm-hmm. yeah. no offense, well, Jacob, okay. but that's very cult. It is well oh, yeah. <laughs> powerlifting. Oh, yeah. powerlifting, but we're like the piece of shit. Cool. We're the Florida <laughs> of the com- like fitness community. Like we are the white trash mm-hmm. of fitness. Like crossfitters are like my body is a temple. It's yeah. pure. Yeah. I am paleo and whole thirty, yeah. and I take care of it. And I'm like, hey, let me crush this donut between sets. Yeah. Like powerlifters, yeah. we're the Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I lay on the floor in between. <laughs> I literally lay on the floor. The amount of videos there are of people. People like filming me on the floor. I'm like, this is where I live between sets. Don't look at me. (laughs) Mind your business. It's really comfy. (laughs) It is. So, okay, you filed LLC. And then like, how do you even start? Like, where did you? Google. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, how do you start a business? This is literally what I looked up. And then I looked a couple articles and they're like, in California, file this, this and that. So I just followed the step by step. I just go to a coffee shop after work and I just start working on it. And then. How do you even like scale and maps? Like, okay. Because yeah. inventor- inventory, yeah, it's like, okay, you got to make the shirts, well, you got to sell them, you got to distribute them. Like starting a clothing company is not the ooh, yeah. same as like yeah. doing something digital or online. Mm. Like you have a physical product. Okay. So I have to talk about this because I am literally obsessed with this new hydro jug. I have been using it for all of my shifts this past week. And first of all, the compliments that I have been getting on this jug is insane. And uh, it's just so functional, not to mention I'm actually getting my water in. Okay. Well, the <laughs> (laughs) one that we got is beautiful it's amazing the white pearl it has the pink top and it's all shiny and it's like a mermaid water jug barbie pink it's so on brand for selfie we're obsessed with this so this is obviously our favorite one you guys it's a stainless steel hydro jug because not only is it on brand but you can sip through the attached straw or remove the straw to pour it seamlessly it has triple layered insulation which will help keep your water nice and cold through your whole shift the jug features a silicone base which keeps it where you want it and i'm telling you i put it literally on the table and it does not go anywhere that thing once you put it down is done not moving what table the nurse's station the nurse <laughs> i'm just saying i it's not a water bottle it's a hydro jug it's Absolutely. totally joint commission approved <laughs> joint commission approved not to mention this it does not have any condensation on the outside which i love it also has a fixed handle on the top so when i'm carrying it into work it's so easy i'm just we're obsessed with this thing we love our hydro gut we love it and they have a glass one they also have their pro version which i kind of like for the gym actually but mm-hmm, it's a little mm-hmm. lighter than the stainless steel one to carry around absolutely and all of them hold a half gallon of water which you know that is what i need to be doing <laughs> with my life at minimum so i love that it's my goal every day is okay if i can drink one hydro jug a day yes that is a huge improvement for me yeah for sure i'd like to get to two but if i can do one hydro jug a day that is 
goals. goals. That's already way better than we're already doing. It also has like a nice wide mouth opening so you can easily add ice or even like throw some fruit in there if you want to be bougie. They have 40 different color combos. They're BPA free. It's 20 out of 10 recommends. Absolutely. So head over to hydrodug.com and use code SELFIE. That's C-E-L-L-F-I-E to get 10% off of your order today. Again, that's the hydrodug.com. Use code SELFIE, C-E-L-L-F-I-E and get 10% off of your order. Yeah, it's a lot harder than I think a lot of people think it is. You know, as when I started, I thought it would be easier than it was or right. is now. But yeah, like I remember we ordered like 50 shirts off of like uh, some online company that printed. I had no idea about printing or anything. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll try it. And then I, I picked like my other friends started helping me out and we ended up doing a photo shoot, launched it on Instagram. And they're like, how do you even do a website? You know, right. we were using Squarespace at the time. So we downloaded that. We're Wix gals ourselves. Wix is great. It's more like flexible, I think, for what you guys do. But yeah, and then like we launched it and then it sold out in like 15 minutes. And I'm like, what the hell? That is insane. It blowed my mind. I was like, what the hell? You know? Okay. And the reason I think it's so successful is because you resonate with so many people. Yeah. It's insane. And in terms of graphics, because yeah. I think your iconic look, there's a very iconic look to yes. what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. How did you curate this? How did this all kind of come yeah. to be? Uh, there was a lot. So for me, at least, I was very strategic in the way that I was handling the brand and everything. Well, the first thing I knew that I wanted to do is make it true to what I wanted. So of course, I talked to people and wanted to make sure that whatever we were presenting and whatever vulnerability we were willing to put online that's what we wanted to do. So I, of course, I was one of the first people to just open up about it for the brand at least. And more and more people started to do that. When it came to the artistic vision itself, like I remember we had like the bar I'm wearing it right now, like one of the original designs. Yeah. Like we kept, I wanted to make sure that the font stayed the same, that it was a record, like, yes, the brand, the problem was the brand is so like funny, like kind of fake, kind of fat. Like I wanted to make sure that it would be taken seriously as a brand, you know, because easily people are like, oh, that's a phrase. You throw it on Redbubble or something like that. Right. And I was like, no, with brands, like I was taking note from Nike, from Adidas, like there is a look, there is a level of seriousness that you want to take. And so I made sure that every design we launched had a certain cohesion to it, had a certain branding purpose to it. And to this day, we have like a full branding guide now. So it was very strategic all the way through. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. You can really tell. It's very (laughs) recognizable. I mean, even from a distance when Jacob's wearing his, because he has quite a few shirts. And like, he has one with the steak on it on the back. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you just see it from a distance and you're like, oh my gosh, that's just, it's iconic looking. It's very, very powerful too. Yeah. Yeah, With the font, I remember like the team was like, hey, we got to start like changing things up. I was like, it took me so long to be okay. Let's change the font, but make it similar, you know, because you have to learn how to expand your brand without losing your value or your identity. And so it was just like, okay. So like the pizza, for example, it's still the same structure, just a little more fun, you know, like that. So a lot of it is still like there. How tingly do you get in your no-nos when you see kind of fit, kind of fat out in public? Like someone, a random stranger that you don't even know. Five years that I've, almost five years that I've been doing this, I've seen it twice. Really? I have seen it That's way more. Crazy thing. Well, the thing is, I think it's because I'm always in the office or I'm indoors like a hermit. I'm never out. <laughs> I've seen like, it at Disneyland. Yeah. That's I like, think I sent like you and Chad a picture yeah. at Disneyland. I was like, there's someone wearing like the long sleeve t-shirt. Oh my God. Yeah. I always see it from people sending it to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's crazy, you know? But like, I think the first time I saw it was maybe even like at a Pitbull concert, like <laughs> last year, <laughs> you know? And then some guy was wearing I love that someone's diamond. like, all right, Pitbull concert. Like, I what know. am I going to wear? This it, kind it, of fit. What? That's... You know, they wear them to concerts and things. It's like, this is cool. But yeah, that's the first time I saw another one at Seder Brothers. I'm like, oh shit. 
And are you ever like, hey, I like your no, shirt? I, no. You're- oh, yeah. Like, I like your shirt. I do say that once in a while, but I never like say anything about my affiliation to it because I'm also like bashful and shy. But like, <laughs> well, he has a cool shirt. And like, oh my God, yeah, I love him. I'm like, yeah, I love him too. Same. <laughs> Same. And then I just walk away because I'm like, I get more compliments when I, well, you know, I'm like a whore for that dad hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I kind of, it's yeah. like glued to my head almost. <laughs> but I wear that everywhere and people will stop me. I've been at like in and out of the drive thru and someone's like, oh my God, is your, sh- like, oh my gosh, does your hat say kind of fit, kind of fat? I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> now can I have my double double? <laughs> Thank you. That's what it says. <laughs> and I mean it. Yeah. In terms of being entrepreneur, yeah. what how has it changed your life? Oh, completely. Uh, like a million times over. Like there's a thing on TikTok now that's funny. Like they're like, I left my nine to five job to work 24-7. Right. Which is like so honestly true. But I think one of the biggest things for me that I can say is the lessons that I've learned along like just what I've done are the most invaluable lessons I've learned about myself. Like, what are my capabilities? What are my faults? Like, to be successful in the industry, at least for myself, I had to face a lot of my own insecurities, my own like problems, the way I talk to people, my own toxicity. That's hard for a lot of people to do. But when it's like your life and everything you put in depends on it, you have no choice. And I think I learned so much and I'm still learning today. You know, so I think that's like one of the coolest things that I've learned from it is just who are you? And like, you really question like, what's your purpose in life? You know, like, why are you here? What are you trying to do? Like, what mark do you want to leave on the world when you leave? You know, and that's where it gets fun. You know, that's where you're like, oh shit, I can do this. I can do this, you know, different stuff. Yeah. Just really leading with passion. Oh my God, yeah. Can I be all like mushy for a sec? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so the one thing I love so much about Kind of Fit, Kind of Fat though is your message and your inclusivity. Yeah. And I feel like it just makes me so like, mm, like (laughs) gets all like, but there's not brands like that. Yeah. They're really, the fact that it's 2022 and we see it in social media and we talk about it, but they're still not, brands that actually incorporate that. It's like, okay, they'll pick one month out of the year to rainbow spam in June. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, Black Lives Matter in February, Black History Month. But then it's like the other 11 months of the year, they're just doing their own thing. And I feel like so much behind your brand Mm -hmm. is inclusivity at its core. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of just share where that stemmed from with everyone? that, That does mean a lot. Like, it does come a lot from just like personal experience, you know, like as a gay Asian man, I didn't get a lot of visibility. I didn't get a lot of support. I didn't have a lot. And one of my biggest factors is if I could just reach someone out there, if I could just be that person for someone I wish I had, it would make all the difference in the world. And that comes with knowing like what it's like to be not really visible in that. So it's like, we want to make sure like that was always my mission. Our value, like keep pushing the boundaries of bringing this place where people can really see themselves, you know, be a platform that other people like, Hey, there's other people in this world who you are matters. And like, here's a place where you can like see that, you know, of course, like there's challenges and you keep trying to grow and there's new avenues you want to figure out, but we're not afraid to face those challenges. You know, we're not afraid to like, okay, we're not being visible enough in this and this, like, you know, you want to keep pushing those boundaries. Right. It's a learning curve. It really is. I think especially for a lot of companies, you know, and brands, you know, just really to tap into that and to realize like where you can expand and where you can be better. And it's a learning curve. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And for us, it's like, it's not a month thing. It's not a thing for me. It's always like my want to make sure that what we say is seen in our actions. 
not in a PR stunt or not in a just like making a, oh, this is we're accepting or whatever. No, I want to do it through our actions. I want to do it through people like reaching out, like interviewing people, blogging, like talking to real people in the industry and in life. So that's kind of like what we're trying to keep pushing. And I love if you even just look through your guys' website and social, you don't have these like models. Picture perfect, right. Like you're using real people, real athletes, real, just real humans. That aren't models and yeah. the people that actually like wear and represent your clothes. So I just love when you look at the brand, you're like, this is so real. Yeah. I think a lot of that too came because we were a brand that was built by a bunch of nobodies if for anything like that. You know, we didn't know social media. We didn't know nothing. It was just people who kind of just wanted to push something out. It was all a passion project. Yeah. Full passion. And... And what about like the size inclusivity of your clothing? Oh, yeah, that's... I love that. That's like, it's funny because like even now, like we have to even push the boundaries there at that point. But back in the day, I remember like most brands didn't go back to XL. Mm-hmm. You know, like you go and like you can't... And like us, when we had two XL, they're like, oh my God, you have our size. And we're like, we need to do three, four, all that kind of stuff. The hard part was the industry of the apparel industry never makes clothes in that sizing. Like when we were, we were paying premium pricing just to get like a 4X... And the thing is, we didn't want to overprice it on our customers. We kept it all the same rate. Right. We wanted to make the shopping experience completely the same for everybody. But at that rate, like to buy those products, it was very expensive. So now like we have to make it ourselves, you know? And of course, that takes a lot of money. That's investment and stuff right. like that. But we always want to keep pushing it because the industry does catch up. Because now they're like, we've been demanding like of these wholesalers, like we need this size now. And they're like, okay. And then they start making it maybe two years later. Something That's amazing. Like that. Yeah. So I'm curious to to dig into this a little bit because I think in order to really start this company yeah. and to really take this, you had to push through your own trauma and your oh own <laughs> your own things. And I'm really Absolutely. curious for someone out there who's listening to this who just really resonates with your brand. And yeah. can you maybe speak to your experience and like pushing through your own things? It's definitely. The thing is, people, somebody's like, oh my God, you're so confident. It's like, it's a daily thing. First, I want to remind people, it is not like something you just get to and you're done. It is forever because things change. You age, your body changes. Like you get insecure. We're human. It's part of the process. But what do you do after that? You know? So for me, it was a lot of, I had to face the traumas of all of my upbringing, all of that kind of stuff. And like, how do I fight it so other people can find that you can beat it? And so I think for me, it was always like, obviously the body, the eating disorder thing, like putting myself out there. Like some people say like your whole life is on the internet. And I'm like, oh shit, it really <laughs> is. You know, I didn't even realize, for me, it was just being honest. Like I never thought of it as a, oh, I'm just like, this is my brand or whatever. No, I was just being me and just putting it out there because I felt it needed to be heard. And then it just kept going. I was just like, people were resonating with that. And it was really weird for me because it was more of my personal diary to be honest yeah (laughs) do you think this company and starting this actually helped you recover from your eating disorder absolutely it was like the biggest thing is knowing you're not alone obviously like when i did it i had no expectations i had zero like oh i don't know if anyone even you know especially as a male talking about eating disorders it's very taboo in male culture i guess i was like i don't even know if people are gonna resonate and then more and more people did and then it made you really answer the questions more and more because now we're in a position where people are watching, people are looking, and it's also like you want to make sure you're being as authentic as possible. So I did have to like really combat my eating disorder, like my insecurities, not even just in food and in fitness, but like in leadership or in just anything. You know, you just had to really, really take, like, are you built for this? Like, 
the demons in my head were just so many. It's so real. It's crazy. I mean, even for Sam and I, there's times where both of us will have a moment of like, what are we doing? Imposter yeah. syndrome. Imposter, imposter syndrome. syndrome is massive. Yeah. I'm be straight. Like I'm barely like getting over the imposter syndrome a little bit. I'm like, I'm just at a point like, oh shit, my company is kind of successful. Huge. Like, I'm barely there. You know, like, because I, my whole, like, I, my head was in the ground just working and working, like, not good enough, not good enough. We sponsored, like, World's Strongest Man. We had a CBS commercial. We did this. Not good enough. It was so crazy. Like, when it launched, everyone was calling me like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. This, And I was just in the shower like, oh, it's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when it was on ESPN, yeah. Thor's record-breaking yeah. deadlift, and yeah. right on his back, it said kind of yeah. fit, kind of fat. And I Nuts. took a picture of it, and I think I posted it on the gram, and I was like, Yes, like yeah. uh, this is so rad to see you guys on such a big yeah. platform. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things I did though was I had to numb myself to a lot of that mm-hmm. because the industry and just what you do is just so intense. Mm-hmm. Like I numb myself to the point where I wasn't even enjoying it. You right. know, I didn't allow myself to like, oh my God. Because it wasn't enough. It wasn't because like you're always running. I was like, oh, I have to do more to be successful to this. And there is, I think, a very benefit to that type of hunger. But after a certain point, it's not sustainable. So at what point did you feel you were ready to leave healthcare and make this your full-time? Oh, that's funny. So I was working as an ergonomist still. So I was doing like Costco, all those kinds of places. And it was actually when my manager said he was going to leave. And he was actually a really good manager to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave too. (laughs) End of the year, you know, if he was like quitting in December, I'm like, I'm going to quit and I'm just going to go full-time. Like, I feel like this can go somewhere. So it's either now or never. How terrified were you? I was horrified. (laughs) <laughs> I think also I'm really curious about this. What was your parents' reaction? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good question. They were not excited about it at all. The thing is with them, like we developed a relationship, like they wouldn't want to say too much because they know I'm like, I'm gonna do it anyway, kind of thing. But they weren't happy. They're like, oh, what are you doing? Are you sure? Like, is it even making you enough money? So like that. Cause it's at this point I was like sleeping in my warehouse. Sleeping in my car, you know, wow. so attractive. I know. Wow, I was great in the dating scene. <laughs> Where do you live? Oh, my warehouse. No, you have to. It's all about the spin. Like, yeah. well, I'm a business owner. If you yeah. want to come by the warehouse, no, I was straight. I was like, this is what you're getting. Yeah. Like, I like, I cannot fluff this because it is a very real thing. I live in a warehouse. You want in or not? <laughs> And then they see them thighs and they're like, I'm in, I'm in. They think like, oh, I don't know. Visit that warehouse. I don't know. They're like, okay, I've watched Dateline and I don't like where this is headed. I'm a little nervous. (laughs) So parents were like, oh. Yeah, they weren't cool with it. But over time, they kind of like, I was like, it's okay, I'll show you. Right. And then now they're like the biggest supporters ever. Cool. I think all of us that work in healthcare, it's scary to leave the comfort of what you know. It's very comfortable. It's a very like, toxic hold on you where you're like, I have this passion I want to pursue, but I went to school for this and I spent my whole life pursuing this one goal. How do I just walk away from it? It makes it very hard. It's a hard decision. And it's not something I think everyone has to do. You know, like I'm not saying like, oh, just follow all your passions because, you know, you, you be practical about it. Like what is your, and you decide what do you want with your life at that point? You know, it's what do you want and what are you willing to do to get it? Yeah, stay part-time for that insurance. Yeah, you know, like make it practical, make it thing. And part of me like going full-time was to allow them to be able to continue that. So eventually they were able to come on full-time for that. But in healthcare, it is scary because you are comfortable and you do work your ass off to get that degree. Right. Well, I mean, that's a big thing. And I think that's where a lot of people I think are feeling that right now, just feeling very, you know, and there's a lot of touch on burnout 
which is why I love hearing this story of you really pursuing something yeah. that has such a drive behind it, yeah. you know, and you're, I don't know, the purpose behind it. And I love Sam, you know, like I mentioned this, the inclusivity. I think it's yeah. such a really unique, special thing. And yeah. you also create this like fun spin on it. I think it's just a fun <laughs> brand, yeah. it, but it's something that I feel like truly has like this iconic look to it. It's very, that. very unique. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. Honestly, yeah. people need to follow you on Instagram because it's like <laughs> so funny. fun. It's so sometimes it's like, how do you guys get business done? <laughs> I see the stories and I'm like, what are they what is the word? doing over there in this office? Like, I'm like, oh, mid-twerk meeting, like, <laughs> sounds good. Well, that's my job now. Yeah. Like, you know, now I can... <laughs> twerk president. <laughs> I'm like, you have to be the most fun person to work for. I'm like, oh. I'm pretty fun when I'm fun. But yeah. when I'm like boss mode, they get scared sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get it. And I have to find that balance, you know. Two like, sides to Dean. There, yeah. there definitely is like, I, we need to get shit done or like... Right. Like, so how bad did COVID just hit you in the oh, face as a small business? Because yeah. you guys were supposed to go to the Arnold, right? Yeah. Oh. We lost so much money on that. We were supposed to go to London too. We were actually supposed to sponsor like this huge rugby team, like international. Well, conventions and expos and things, yeah. events like that are a big piece of huge. getting your name out there, mm -hmm. selling merch and you know, all that. That's what I think like what we were doing is like we, we had this huge sponsorship and we were already talking to like the top rugby players in the world. And that all just went to the crapper when like the COVID thing happened and we just, we had to change direction completely. I think there was even a point we all met, like, are we even allowed to operate anymore? We were like, we might just have to shut it down for months, you know? And I was like, how do, how are we going to do that? Like, right. How do you sustain that? So I did definitely like forced us to figure out like what you can do. And also I think the most of the damage it did to us was mentally. Luckily for us, we were e-commerce. There's not a lot of businesses who had that luxury of being an e-commerce company. So we were able to capitalize off of that aspect. But the damage it did just to everyone's like morale and how we thought and the fear like crept in like crazy. You know, we were a fearless team to start off with. How have you guys, what are the things that you feel like you took away from that experience that helped your business? Definitely the resilience. It's like, it makes you... When you do, it's like you have to keep jumping. It's funny because for me, I jumped. And I'm like, oh, and then the next thing. It's like, are you sure you want this? Are you? Right. What are you willing to do to get this? Right. So I think that's what it taught everyone. It really made them second guess. Like, and for a good reason. Are you really willing to do this? And everyone said yes. It took a while, but yeah. we did. Well, yeah. I think even at that time, you know, like it's a global pandemic. I have a healthcare degree to fall back yeah. on. Mm -hmm. But... I didn't put everything into this to jump ship now. Yeah. Yeah. Like now's the time. Like it really tests you as a business and what you do. Do you, how bad do you want it? You know, and how much do you think it's going to succeed? How much do you believe in it? And now vision wise, where do you see kind of fit, kind of fat, the direction? Huge. I mean, I definitely were coming for big. My dream was always like, ever since I started, it's like we're coming for you, Nike. You know, oh. we're coming for like Adidas, all these like brands, like being one of the major brands in the world. You know, I, I do this joke with everyone. I was like, I'm going to take it to Mars, stuff like that. But definitely scaling it to be, my goal is to build something that allows my life. Like it will continue on when I'm dead because that's where I want it to be. Like Disney and all that kind of stuff. So. Love that. I love that. Well, yeah. I'm obviously big, kind of fit, kind of fat girl. So I see it. We're going to the moon together, <laughs> baby. Moon. <laughs> What's something that you want to myth bust about being an entrepreneur? Oh, that's good. There's so many I could. Well, we all know it's hard. Everyone says it's hard. And so you don't really know how hard it is until you're in it. <laughs> right. But right. I think one of the things is you don't have to do what I did. 
I think a lot of people think like you just have to go choose it and go 100% in. I think there's very different routes to people get to success, whether that be doing it part-time or adding it slowly. So I think there was usually when I was at it was that hustle culture back then. They're like, just do it, do everything, you know? And I think that is a large reason why I succeeded. But I see other entrepreneurs and other business owners that don't need to follow that route. So like, I think a lot of people are harder on themselves than they need to be. Like, oh, I'm not doing what he did or like, I'm not taking myself seriously. It's like, no, like your journey is your own. That doesn't mean it's the wrong journey, you know? So I think that's something that hustle culture can kind of like chill out on. It's like, hey, you can build something. But at your pace and your time, because if you don't do it at what you want, it's not going to last. So I think that's, that's one of the biggest ones. I think we so naturally compare ourselves to... Other people. Yeah, other yeah. people, other brands, other businesses that are similar in this space. Even with like podcasting, we're like, oh, what oh, are they doing? Do. Yeah. Oh, Indeed. shit. Like, yeah. should we be doing that? And yeah. it's like, no, we built our brand and our following based on what we do. It's yeah. hard to keep your blinders on. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like that idea, like you really do want to keep your blinders on and just yes. focus on what you're doing. You know, and obviously it's good to kind of like take a breath and come up for air and see what's going on. But it's also like, I think that that's kind of the route that we've taken too, is yeah. just kind of keep your blinders on and focus yeah. on what you're doing. Always follow your craft. Always follow what you're doing and like stay true to your value. When you start paying too much to other people, you start to lose what made you you. I, I think there's value in watching the competition because, you, you know, you got to see, oh, what are they doing? Like when it starts to become a comparing problem, that's when you know you need to stop. When it's more of an inspiration, cool, use it. Yeah. When it's like, we're not doing that enough, like, and it becomes toxic to you, then let it go. Put your blinders back on because you'll lose your You'll lose your identity fast. Mm-hmm. So when you were still working as a PT, yeah. But kind of the grassroots of kind of fit, kind of fat came from social media. Yes. How do you feel like the balance was between... Oh, God. And we know this, Tori and I feel like very pressed on the regular about how do we balance being present on social media, putting ourselves out there, but then healthcare, it's so taboo. It's like, oh, you can't... Oh, Lord, yeah. ...be a certain type of way. (laughs) Like, you always have to... Like, you're not allowed to have a social life or a personal life outside of healthcare on social media, which is ridiculous because we're all humans. Yeah, let alone even just the sex aspect. Yeah, like, you can't... ...and exposing and stuff like that. Oh, my God, that was It's like, oh, we're supposed to be these church nuns yeah. all the time and you can't 24/7. which most of us let's be honest are not yeah <laughs> so how we're, we use, we're pretty messed up in the we're head. pretty messed up we, we are, are the, we are dark yeah yes. we, are, we are unwell yeah yes. so how do you feel like you balance kind of wearing those two different hats because I still don't even I'm just I've yeah. given up I'm just like eh just one day I'm gonna get fired it. for this <laughs> that honestly that's what my mentality was <laughs> it's like it was I, I would do it and I was like oh my god Someone's gonna find it, you know. So I try to change my name and do stuff. Like, no, it's the internet. People can find me like in a second. Mm -hmm. So when it came to like balancing that, it's just I don't know. I think part of why I do what I do is for that as well. Is to show that you can be a professional, but you can also be this person. Like, be who you want to be as well. Like a lot of what we want to push toward is destigmatizing even just sex, Mm -hmm. like sex work, all this kind of stuff. It's like this is like a real part of human health. Even if you really want to go the health route, sex is a huge part. When I had patients, that's one of the first things like, can I have sex again? When they couldn't walk or that's, they didn't care about walking. They cared about having sex. (laughs) It's it's a real thing, you know? And it's like, why do we have to shy away from that? Why Mm -hmm. can't we just be point blunt and like talk about it? And so like having that space to like be like, hey, I'm a professional, but I also 
can be a little thoughty, you know? Yeah, well, does it take away from the fact that you are highly educated, you have a doctorate degree just because... It shouldn't. That's what I'm saying. That's the thing is like, it really shouldn't take away from what I'm capable of as a person, you know, because at the end, this is what, like, it's a form of personal expression. And if you can't express yourself, you're going to like be dry. Well, also something that I think is really frustrating that I see in the medical field in terms is just that it's almost like we miss the point where we are relatable. It's almost like I think it's more relatable to have that persona and to start, you know, sharing more sides of our lives, the more dynamic pieces of us, because I think that's what people really want to know. They want to know like, okay, yes, are, you know, you're recommending all these things and all these things, but it's like, it's kind of fun when I see a doctor and I'm like, oh, like they're part of LBG and like, you know, and just seeing all these amazing things going on out there just makes us more relatable. And I think that will touch people more. Yeah the more that you see that, right? Like, I think it's just, we miss the mark on that a lot, which is unfortunate. that's someone that I would actually want to go have drinks with. For sure. And like, and I can level with me and you can say something to the effect of, well, technically this isn't your lifestyle. This is what you should be doing. This is what I recommend. But like in reality, X, Y, and Z, like I think when you can level with people more Mm -hmm. and understand where they're coming from and it just, I don't know. I think we miss the mark a little bit on that. And there's a new push and I, we know yeah. we're all part of that community yeah. where like we're on social media and we're having that presence. And yeah. I think it's important. I think yeah. that's a big piece of it. Yeah. To me, I'm a person first. I'm Samantha first. I'm a nurse second. Yes. And I refuse to let it be the other way, even though I've gotten a lot of shit for it. Yeah. I've gotten in a little hot water sometimes. I don't care. I kind yeah. of refuse to bend on that. Yeah. I think that's one of the most, like in anything in life, you are not what your career is or what you do. And like, you know, my aspect, like, you know, yeah, I have a doctorate in physical therapy. Is that me? No. Even just, even with like a kind of fit, kind of fat, it was a hard time I had to decide, like, it's not synonymous to me. Yes, like I'm heavily involved in it and I started it, but it doesn't define me as a person. You have to separate your career, even your passion sometimes from you as an individual because you will get so lost in your life if all you are is just a label, Mm -hmm. you know? Or a title. A or title. a title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm really curious about this because Sam and I, we could use all the tips here. Yeah. You're obviously this huge entrepreneur. You're doing all these things. How do you shut off? Oh, Lord. <laughs> what do you do for fun? Like, what <laughs> do you do? That, you? So I'll be honest, like the first three, four, three and a half years, I did not have fun. Like it was just fully just 24 burnout all the time. And then I burned out. So now I definitely have more of a balance. So I definitely like... After a certain time, I put it on silent, my work stuff. It's like, it's not the biggest thing I tell myself. One day or this couple hour is not going to kill your business. Like you've built so much, you'll be fine. Like a day or two is not going to kill you. So definitely having time limits on what I do. I also don't really utilize social media as much as I think people think. Like I log in every now and then. I really don't check it too much because it's overwhelming. I just log in, I post a couple things and then I'm out and I talk to a couple people there here and there. And like I keep tabs like Sam or something, see what she's doing. (laughs) Yeah, but then, there's her ass again. <laughs> but after a point, like I think the biggest trigger is like if even on social media when you're going through it, if you start to feel negative about it or you start to feel like you're starting to question your life or judging yourself, I put it away immediately. Yeah. Like even a hint of that, I'm like, no. Like now it's becoming a toxic tool. Like you have to use these social medias for you. Don't let them control you. So I think that's such a big message. Sam and I are big believers of that. Is like let it work for us. Yes. And versus it working us. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing. I think we're all starting to kind of get into that. And I think that's a really good piece of advice. Just if yeah. it's if you're starting to feel a certain way, put it away. Put it away. You don't need it. There's life like 
<laughs> you put away, you can log on the next time when you're better. Right. You know, it's always. Because I mean, these, you think, if you really think about it, the internal works of social media is meant to target us, market us. It's a business. Social media is a business and it relies on people having to like obsess over it. And you don't want to be caught in that because it, you know, we've all suffered that. Step back, realize it is just a tool. Use it for what you want it to work for your life. That's it. If you were writing an autobiography, what would this chapter of your life be named? Oh, I'd be like, what the hell? Because <laughs> 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 like, that's literally what I say all the time. Like I was in Beverly Hills last night and I was there doing a presentation. I'm oh like, yeah, you look that, ooh, you. your arms were bulging up. out People of that. People really don't think I yeah, could clean up. Clean up. Bit, you know? <laughs> Just got to find the right clothes that fit and I'm good. <laughs> And then like, I'm always like, wow, what the hell? That's, so cool. That's like the story of my life. And like, you wake up for a brief moment. And you're like, what the? What am I doing? Like, what, what is, is happening? How am I in this scenario? Right I would now? love you to actually write an autobiography just called What the Hell. Honestly, would be- I think that would be like my book when it's like there. Because I started with $1,000 and now I'm here. I'm like, well, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and I just, it still feels like a blur. Everything's a blur. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any good resources you want to leave with the listeners today? Um, anything from book, oh podcast, God, yeah. TV show, anything? I think the, I mean, Google's always your best friend. You know, if you can't find something, the internet has everything you need. One of the podcasts that did help me a lot was How I Built This. Oh, we love that one. That one. So Guy Raz, he is insane. Yeah, he's his own entrepreneur. Oh, right? he's, yeah, he's wonderful. Icon, really. Yeah. I've been listening to him too for he's years. He's just, and he's got a lot of really kind of similar stories to you. Oh, one day, goals, yeah. you're going to be on there, I'm <laughs> sure, one day. That was actually one of my manifestations. Like, I'm going to be on the show. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I could see that. I can't wait. Know. I'm going to listen to that episode Guy Raz, one day. Guy Raz, you like, to this. Yeah, please, I want to know. This Come get Dr. Dean. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's one of the goals. Yeah, that's definitely a good podcast I listen to. I think it's like How to Build a Brand or something like that. It's a book that I had my team read. It's actually a very good brand guide or something like that. And just your network. I think for me, the biggest, yes, books and podcasts, all that kind of stuff help. But reaching out to people, like even just shoot your shot, you know, DM someone, mm-hmm. like DM me or DM somebody. That's like, what I did. Yeah. I like literally hoard myself out to you guys. And I'm like, well, the worst they can do is say no. Honestly, that's the Like you guys thing. did not ask me to be an athlete. I literally came to you yeah. and was like, hi. Yeah, that's how most of our athletes even happen. They're like, yeah. I want, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the worst they can do is say no and I'll be yeah. embarrassed for five seconds and then yeah. I'll keep it moving. Yeah. You have you can't be afraid of like being told no. So I think if you're looking for resources, like reach out to everyone and anyone because anything's possible. And they're human too. Like they're not unattainable people. And use the network, use your friends, like use people who are trying to build like the same mindset and like culture that you are. I think that's the best resource to be honest is like the people around you. Do you have anything big coming up that you want to share with the audience? Oh yeah, I can definitely share one. We are going to be the official body diversity sponsors <gasps> for Team USA Weightlifting this year. That is way. so yeah, rad. I guess this is the first time I'm mentioning it, yeah. That's wow. really cool. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Oh my gosh. We're launching the announcement, I think, next week, next Monday. That okay, is yeah. so cool. I'm yeah. so proud of you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it's really cool. That's so. like a very big scale. Oh yeah, it's huge. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely going to be the face of body diversity for Team USA weightlifting. So we're going to be working with athletes. It's going to be really fun. And it's just going to be like the best platform to be able to really push this message. So, I love that. Yeah. I also love because weightlifting and body types are yeah. like... I feel like women, especially too, get like really shit on oh, yeah. in that thing for... Absolutely. Like I've seen posts where they'll be like, oh, that's an athlete. Yeah. And it's like, they have gold freaking medals mm-hmm. and you're going to question their athleticism. They yeah. are 
so strong, but their body type doesn't look like what you deem as athletic. Mm-hmm. I love that you guys are just wiping the floor with that Oh my message. gosh. It's like, there's just so many people out there and we all are built different. Right. We all have like, we all come from like a lineage of different types of body types. And it's just like, why the hell are we all trying to put something in one box as, oh, that's it. No, there's literally what, 7 billion of us here. And- right. All our body types are different and they're built for different reasons. And you shouldn't be like not proud of even just your heritage or where you come from. Mm-hmm. Like your bone structure or how you're built is your heritage, you Absolutely. know? And it's like, it's how your ancestors survived, like different types of things, like embrace all of that. Well, I love that. Um, and I actually think too, what, what I love about that is kind of what you're saying, Sam, is like, I look at these women, and I'm like, I could yeah. never do something like this. And yeah. I'm like, it's so impressive to me, like all these athletes. And I mean, Sam and I obviously love what you're doing. Just yeah. this whole idea of like, let's embrace even all the different things. Like, I can't even say it better than you did. It's just, yeah. it's wonderful. Like, I think it's great. And yeah, yeah. there's... There's no one body type for an athlete. Yeah. I'm like, dang, like these women are so strong. It's insane. And I low-key wish I could do Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. But like that overhead stuff is so hard. It's really hard. I'm gonna try technical. (laughs) I'm gonna throw out a rotator cuff, blow out an elbow. Mm. Like that is the elbow. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. but the athleticism it takes for that is unreal. It's insanely hard. Well, congrats. Yeah, congratulations. I also think we're getting into that conversation away from like so much on everything has to be about looks, 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 looks. Yeah. And how someone looks aesthetically has zero to do with who they are as a person and and even athletically. It's Mm -hmm. like Mm-hmm. So I think it's wonderful yeah. what you're doing. Congratulations. That, thank you. Yeah, that's definitely on that note. Like that's exactly why we did it. My goal is to get everybody to realize it's, you're so much more than your body. Like once you like really, for me, is like once I was able to like not give a fuck what anyone thought about my, what I look like, I got to the real hard questions about who I am. And that's what the value is. Because everyone is so, the first thing people see is what you look like. And that's the first thing I think a lot of people are worried about a lot of the days. Like, oh, I want to like my, like they're always worried about what they look. When you peel that layer off, there is so much under there that it's like diamonds, you know, of what you really could achieve in your life. The moment you stop giving a fuck is beautiful. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. That well, like gave me chills. I know, me too. That was so good. Well, and looks fade. That looks really fade. does, you know. Aging is beautiful too. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to get Botox tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to still try to fight my balding, but I still think bald is beautiful. <laughs> but, I mean, I can't fight it forever. I would like to age... Gracefully. On brands. Oh, on like, I don't want to look like 60 and still be like, <laughs> like yeah. my yeah. face doesn't move. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's a way to do it gracefully. Yeah. yeah. Do it how you want to do we it. Love, you know? Do it how you want to do as it. As long as what you but want. But I'm going to be 60 with titties want. out, trust. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> Same. Like, yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah. I'm still going to be wearing jog straps on Instagram. Yes. When I'm Good for you. Yes. We love that. It's very on brand here. Yeah. <laughs> well, where can everyone find you? Pimp yourself out all the places. Okay, and cool, the yeah. brand. Yeah, yes. yeah. The brand definitely is on Instagram. We're kind of fit, kind of fat underscore apparel. Twitter, we are KFKF official. TikTok, we are kind of fit, kind of fat. Our website is kind of fit, kind of fat.com. And um, Dean, I guess I could bro Teen Dean on Instagram. And that's all where I really am. Well, I have TikTok, also bro Teen Dean. So. <laughs> His TikTok is <laughs> popping. It's so thirsty oh, and I love it. Love it. Literally, I'm just reposting my stories from Instagram yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> Because I, I don't know how to do my own TikTok. Um, yeah, TikTok yeah. is so hard. It's, to, it's really effort. You have to put a lot of It'll effort It'll take into me that. like three hours to make a TikTok and then it's so bad. And I'm like, yeah. I suck. It's the same mentality that I do with all my social. I don't really care. I just yeah. post it. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. That's the way to go. Just I don't do care you, boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. think, just do. <laughs> yeah. 
Because like people are worried about engagement and this. I actually really give no shits yeah. on KF or myself. Like it's just like, we're just going to do it, you know? Every time you post a picture on Instagram, though, uh, I'm, I probably comment daddy under every single one of your pictures if you go look. It's like, they're like, damn, that bitch is thirsty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dean, oh, so much for And you, yeah. yes, coming out here on a Sunday. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank I, you. Sunday fun day with us. Um, yeah. This is fun. Thank you. And I'm you're gonna, actually... You are our first guest with these new mics. Yeah. Oh my God. You get to pop the cherry, baby. I did. (laughs) Big cherry popping daddy. Good at that. Well, I'm going to come crash your warehouse soon. Please, both of you. Please come. Oh my gosh. We'd love to. We'd love to. Absolutely. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. My favorite human. This was honestly one of the funniest episodes we have done. I'm so glad you got to finally meet Dean. He was amazing. Ah, he was so fun and just, I don't know. I love his take on everything and the whole purpose behind this company. It was well, just fabulous. When you guys see me wear the clothes like constantly, uh-huh. I, my entire wardrobe was You've like kind of- you for a long time. Yeah, but it's because, like I said, I was a fan first before I ever infiltrated their warehouse and their <laughs> like- leadership. I was like, I loved it. The moment I saw it, that just, I don't know. That one always resonated with me. And then I was like, oh my God, these people are like, great. Great. They're fun. We love a good story. We love a good entrepreneurship moment. And if you listened all the way to the end, make sure you drop an emoji on our last post. Maybe like a donut and pizza. donut for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Donut and pizza. I think that's very on brand for this moment. Fabulous. Kind of fit, kind of fat. <laughs> and make sure you are following us on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can find all of our goodies, our sponsors, linked there in the bio. And you can keep our compression socks in the bio with Up at Dawn. The link's in there. Absolutely. So cute. I know a lot of you guys have snagged them and it's so cool seeing it's so them. But yeah, okay. I just want like everyone to be rocking the selfie socks. They're so cute. And they're so soft, I swear. I'm shocked at how soft they are. Yes. They're amazing. And our iconic little Barbie moment with our prints. So thank you so much for all of you guys who have purchased. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We also, love you guys. Also, shout out to Tesla for actually designing them. Yeah. Tori and I were just like, she sent us the prototype and we were like, love it. Yeah. And then we gave like a few little tweaks, but she took it and ran. She nailed it. Mm-hmm. That's why she's a designer, not us. <laughs> And please, like always, download, subscribe, rate, and review. If you go to Apple Podcasts, drop a review, leave your IG handle in the comments. We will send you out a little goodie bag full of free stickers and all that stuff. Absolutely. And click that five stars over on Spotify as well. Yes, we appreciate that. All right. Make sure you guys are following us on our Insta. That's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And stay tuned for a fun bonus episode. a good one. All right, you guys. Bye. Bye. 